1: You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians, for estheticians, and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys, and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the treatment room. I'm Tess and I am on the line with Lauren, my co host.
0: Hey, everybody.
1: And today we are so excited. We're interviewing our first ever podcast guest. His name is Douglas Preston of Douglas Preston Skincare Center. So we're here, or I'm here at least, in Los Gatos, California. And I met Douglas by taking his advanced Acne course, and he's invented a really awesome tool It helps get out some deeper impactions that you couldn't otherwise get out, and so he's an acne specialist as well as an anti-aging specialist, so he's really an incredible resource, and we're lucky to have him here, so Douglas, you can say hi.
2: Hi. Hello, everyone.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Okay, and we we have a little bit of a shorter time frame with Douglas, so we'll just dive into some questions for him if that's okay. Good. Okay, cool. So our first question, we were wondering if you feel like there are misconceptions in the skincare world, whether it's practices certain estheticians have or mistakes you see your clients making.
2: Well, uh, there, there's a whole range of misconceptions in the in the skincare world. Um, Many of them, I feel, come from manufacturers, both equipment manufacturers and and product manufacturers, because they have, a while they're in some cases advancing science, they're also advancing sales. So when when we're getting advice from these sources, uh, we have to remember that their first motivation is to sell. And it and and it is our job to discern what is actually something that's going to be a real benefit to people, or what is just you know the next uh, flavor of the month. Uh, does that really uh, uh, does that really create a benefit? Uh, is it something that just feels good? Uh, is there a cost uh, um, Is there a cost benefit in it for the for the technician? And in the, the 38 years I've been doing this work, I, I can tell you I've seen every fad you can imagine. Uh, I've seen estheticians uh, led in different directions uh, that uh, come from their authorities. And again, in most cases, the authorities are product and equipment manufacturers. I'm not saying that they're trying to mislead us, but at the same time, for them to survive, they've got to come up with something new all the time, and, and often it isn't that efficacious. It's just a little different. So, uh, and then the public will follow it. As you remember, you might remember the snail facial. It's not around mm-hmm. much anymore. The bird poop, bird poop facial that was around a little while ago. I mean, who's doing twenty-four karat gold anymore? Uh, so these kinds of things uh, are happen um, uh, rather regularly, and uh, and I think it's it's important for us to you know take a step back, take a close look at these things before we uh, either invest in them or um, uh, or popularize them too much.
1: Yeah. And there's so many new ingredients and products that are being marketed all oh, yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm always encouraging my clients to really look at an ingredient deck. And just because something says it's a miracle anti-aging ingredient, doesn't mean anything. So yeah, sure. we yeah. have to yeah. be we have to be savvy.
0: I think that's so interesting what you were saying, Douglas, about um, when it comes to you know corporate skincare. And learning from certain reps and sales reps and that type of thing, and especially since that's the field that I'm in right now, is the corporate world. think mm-hmm. it's so interesting and so important that as an esthetician, when we're being trained or being pitched by companies to to make sure that you have the the appropriate questions to ask, that you you know you come with a set of knowledge. And just because you know the rep is the expert in on the product that they're using and that they're selling, um, I think it's important that we also make sure we have the right set of knowledge and to know that we can ask um, educated questions and, you know, form our own opinions on it.
2: Sure. Well, you know, the manufacturer's dream is the first and second year esthetician. They don't know anything. They're insecure. They're looking for direction. They're looking for some kind of grounding and, and almost like a religion to believe in and cling to. And so the authority becomes the authority that they are, you know, they have, as they put on the uh, either the... Um, uh, 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 the lab coat that has the manufacturer's name on it, right? Now they are that esthetician uh, or something that they feel will help legitimize their practice, whether or not they really understand uh, in the long run, whether uh, uh, just how, uh, Im- how valuable that's going to be to them. Yeah. It just do sales. <laughs> yeah it's
1: true. <laughs> okay. And how about since a lot of your clients are, anti-aging clients and mm-hmm. a lot of them come to you for acne. A lot of them come from the schools mm-hmm. nearby. How about those that are kind of in the middle, maybe like Lauren and myself where we're getting into our thirties right. and we're kind of in the middle.
2: Sure. Well, as the acne condition recedes, uh, other horrors emerge. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, And that is something that, you know, when you're, when you're you know, 13, 14, 15, you you know, you're invincible, you're going to live forever and you'll always be beautiful. But once you start getting into the middle to late 20s, then signs of aging begin to appear. They can be subtle at first and sometimes overt. Uh, But at the same time, they're present. And uh, I don't think that I've ever seen a generation uh, more worried about aging than millennials. And yet at the same time, uh, less willing to deal with it in a cosmetic way. In other words, they don't want to cover it up with makeup. They want to look good. Period. Right? And are willing to do the things necessary to to make that happen, uh, at, um, in terms of treatment, treatment programs, and. But um, so the concern is there. Thank goodness for you, younger estheticians. Right? This you, you've got a market. Me, don't have to worry about it so much anymore. But in any event, um, so uh, but but there is a there is a really an interesting crossover because you can address that as you go along with your acne client, whether it's late onset acne or a person who's, let's say, just having a little bit of problems now in their early 20s. Because as you know, some of what we're doing with acne is also anti-aging just by default. Hmm. So for example, sunscreen, Mm -hmm. if it's appropriate for their skin type, that's Mm -hmm. anti-aging. If you're using retinol, which is great for acne, I mean, what what better tool do we have as a topical for for anti-aging? Um, and it, whether they have acne or not, you can always get, uh, have them starting to use uh, eye creams because you know mm-hmm. we don't we don't break out on our eye area. Right. So uh, so so you can you can begin to segue into that as a primary focus for them, and at the same time treat the acne. So there's it's it's really quite it fits uh, together quite neatly.
1: Okay. Yeah, Lauren and I were actually just talking about retinols and eye creams. What mm-hmm. is are you a fan of vitamin A in general?
2: I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think it's a, a wonderful tool. Um, you know, there's controversies about what's the best form of it mm-hmm. out there. Um, I take it always back to the customer, and maybe this will come in, you know, in a later question. Uh, but you know, the the uh, the the thing that we need to remember about about any kind of product, any kind of of uh, a result that we're looking for. That's a big word in our industry results. I have a a different way of looking at it in a sense, but uh, what we have to remember is that, by the way, my background is in behavioral psychology. And that's what I would have been had I not chosen a work I really enjoyed. And uh, Mm -hmm. the, um, and and what I study is behavior. I look at behavior. I look at trends and, and theories don't matter when behavior is applied. So theoretically yes you know our clients are they 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 don't want to age they want to look better all these things but what I study is the actual behavior of the customer and what I found in in surveys that I've done over the years many years <clears throat> is that on a good in a good week a customer who comes to us for skin care and takes the regimen home will only ever use that regimen according to instruction 50% of the time mm-hmm. You talk to them. Just right. say, "Do you really do right. this every single morning and night, according to instruction?" And they laugh, because they don't. And quite frankly, most estheticians don't.
1: Hmm.
2: Come on, admit it. And I so, mean,
1: I'm a little bit type A, so. I'm I can tell you myself, when I when I ask this in right. our, yeah, when I ask yeah. this in
2: audiences of estheticians, they laugh, huh. because you know we're human beings right we yeah. forget we fall asleep you have a, you know you have a few cocktails and you go to sleep and your makeup's still on or you get you wake up late for work right Not You've got us a rush too. <laughs> okay but that, <laughs> the whole world yeah. out there yeah. that is their life that's yeah. what they're like and so when we say that you know we want we're going to try to get something out of a product we have to realize yeah. that for most people they're never going to realize those benefits because they're not going to follow the the, the instructions
1: yeah user error kind
2: so of thing. Hopefully, we can get half of what Mm -hmm. we'd like to accept. And then we're not even talking about lifestyle, right? Things that actually combat the other efficacy, like being out in the sun too long, right? And using hot water and all these other things. So, you know, customer probably gives us a third of their best behavior. And that's what we're working with. And you know what? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. As long as they keep coming in and they're happy and, you know, they don't blame us for what they do. (laughs)
1: That's true. Yeah. And I find with my clients, you have to dive deep into their routines and, like, ask what they're exactly doing morning and night and after they go to the gym and all these things that can contribute.
2: And don't forget they'll lie to please you.
1: It's true. It's like going to the dentist when they
2: ask if (laughs) you floss. Do you floss all the time? Oh, in my (laughs) sleep.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Well, as far as people managing those conditions they're coming to you for, when they're Out of your treatment room, Mm -hmm. are you a big believer in home care or certain things? What are things you think they can do to manage their conditions outside of your treatment room? Are you strict on the home care?
2: I'm not strict at all. That's their business. Mm. Uh, But I am professional about it. In other words, if you come to me and you're looking for advice, I give you the advice I think that you should have Uh in order to achieve what you say you want to. And that's as far as it goes. Remember, our, 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 our products are our tools out of our arm's reach, right? This is our work at, at home. Mm-hmm. And, and all we can do is suggest and hope that they do it for their satisfaction, not for mine, right? Because it, it, I'm really not involved with that part of yeah.
1: it. You know, that yeah. is
2: their responsibility. And as I said, no one has ever blamed me for their failure to follow through on their own mm-hmm. program. So I'm fine, right? Hey, you didn't do it. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> but, but and I'm also a business person.
1: You right? know you are, yeah. So
2: I'm going to sell product. That is, you know, I mean, imagine going to uh, a, a, a physician who won't recommend a, a a prescription drug for you if you need it. Right. They tell you to go to CVS and see what they say, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't work. So it is my it is my professional obligation to 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 advise, and and but it ends there. And so, of course, I will check in with people. I know I'm not strict. When I ask my clients, hey, have you been following through? And they go, "Uh oh, I've been bad. I said, no, you're not bad. You're just you, right? That's not my, it is not my, in my opinion, any esthetician's responsibility. So you can take yourself off the hook for that. Because that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Mm. You know, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. So what? They're in. They're in the shop, right? Good. (laughs) Because we have to make a living, too. And so I follow my client's lead. When it comes to home care, mm-hmm. I'm really honest about this with them. I'll say, like, like you, Tess, say, yeah. like, okay, Use right? Me as you... Yeah." So, you know, okay. So, you've got some acne problems and so forth, and you also have your life. Let's be, let's be really honest about this. How much at home are you willing to do? And with that, we'll decide what, what you, what you, uh, what you can do.
1: Well, I think, like for myself, and especially a lot of the mill- millennials. Right now, I think skincare is being looked at so differently from other generations. I don't think it's so much like a routine they dread. I think we kind of start to think of it as self-care and Mm -hmm. people like spending money on skincare. They look forward to their nighttime routine. So I'm willing to do whatever. I'll spend a good portion of my paycheck to make sure I'm getting the right professional products. And I'll stick to it at night, so, and that's
2: perfect. So yeah. then you want to ask, okay, how many steps is too much? Uh huh. Because, you know, I'm, I'll sell you the moon if you want to buy it from me. But the thing is, right. is that I what I really want to do is to not encourage failure. Yeah. So if a person says, well, you know, what do you recommend? Okay, well, here's here's eight steps, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't follow through on it, then kind of a negative association comes with that one of failure oh I didn't do it oh you know that I'm just letting that sit so so I I have a little uh, I have a little method I call U plus one mm-hmm. so it's like okay what what will you absolutely do every night you know and yeah. and, and, and it might be just three or four things okay. say okay and how about if I ask you to do just one more uh-huh. do you think you could try that oh, okay and and most people will say yes. Okay. And then we've got something good going. So if we can get a relationship and a routine going, then we could add on to that if that's what they're interested in. Yeah. But at least we've got a good foothold here. We have a start. But at the same time, you know, if the responsibility is theirs to follow mm-hmm. through on it or not.
1: I like what you said. The way you phrased it. Do you think there's like kind of an an art to making a sale? Do you think it's best to make it? take the pressure off in a certain way? Do you kind of have a more traditional, this is what I recommend approach? Uh,
2: here, here, here is something that I hope will help everyone who's a yeah. professional. <clears throat> Estheticians, don't, don't even bother trying to sell anything to anybody. It, it, we do not sell to customers. The customer sells to themselves. So in other words, I can't make you buy anything. And, and I don't know any or hardly any estheticians that are high pressure, you know, trying to guilt you into yeah, buying something no or doing is. that. Okay. But at the same time, too many hold back because they're worried about, you know, some kind of negative pushback from the customer. And I'll and in my sales classes, I role play this, right? they got mm-hmm. people say, well, I don't want to be seen as pushy. Right. So I role play yeah. a pushy sale. Okay. Say, does this sound pushy? And they're like, yeah. I said, you ever done it? I'm like, no. I said, well, neither have I. Because <laughs> yeah. that's not what's required a sale happens in the customer's mind all we do is to talk about products in a way that makes sense to the customer and that in some in some way enhances their appeal that's it that's all we do and the customer says that sounds good i think i'll do that and they have sold themselves so we don't i don't sell anything to people I simply say, this is what I think would be helpful here. How does mm-hmm. that sound? Just like this client that mm-hmm. ju- just left. I said, I think we yeah. need to get a moisturizer for her now. We've started with uh-huh. this. Let's do it. I said, How does that sound? She goes, Let's do it. Okay. There was my big push, right?
1: <laughs> and do you? <laughs> That's all I ever do. Do you suggest it in the treatment room or do you think it's better to wait?
2: I mostly come out here where the products are. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I sample almost nothing ever. Ever. Right. I, I sample if someone asks me, which isn't often. And uh, but but normally I, I I go by what we've talked about, which is why my my first uh, client consultation is so valuable. Because the first one yes. of the, the main questions I'm going to ask is, is it OK with you if I suggest changes in the way you take care of your skin at home? No one's ever said no. Well, that's product, right? Because what else can I say? Well, certainly I can say, well, you know, don't do this anymore and don't use hot water and don't yeah. scrub your face with that. You know, wire rush anymore, things like that. But, 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 but when it comes to changes, it's usually method, and method is product, and it goes out the door pretty easily. I, I just people say, "Oh, you're a great salesperson," I'm like that. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, really, I, I, just, I just make yeah. it easy for people to say yes. Okay, and that's pretty much it. Because I'm honest.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and if they say no, then it's fine. Yeah. you know, I, I all I did was my job. Yeah. And they interpret that either as something that's motivates them to make a purchase, or a purchase later or never.
1: Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't take it personally if somebody says not today. That's
2: okay. And we'd rather have the money, of course. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <What laughs> There's I'm always thinking. another customer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see how new estheticians and even myself, just getting started, you you can't be emotional about it. And. You certainly can't let it affect your confidence.
2: Well, unless someone's lying to me, <clears throat> or I haven't seen the Yelp review, in 38 years of selling products, and I've sold millions of dollars of products, I have never once heard any customers say they felt pressured by me yeah. or seen it written. Yeah. Because I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't do that. But that's not what's required yeah. for customers to buy. They just, they just need a good story.
1: And you're just being yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is such a magical moment when you can realize you're just being yourself in the treatment room and talking to people. You're not making an effort to sell
2: anything. You're no, just. No. And and sometimes in the treatment room, I will say something that I see and I think, yeah. you know, I have a solution yeah. for this. And it really, really just to remind me to, to, to mention it when they come out. Uh-huh. Cause you know, when I'm in the treatment room, I'm, I'm chilling in there. I come <laughs> out sometimes as, as dazed as they are. Cause it's like, wow, that's, this is really a nice job. <laughs> Did it
1: take you some time to get to that point? Or do you think you just always felt so comfortable?
2: No, it took me some time because I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I didn't know the yeah. products. I didn't know customers. I didn't know any of those things. The first things I learned and it was not product. First thing I learned was customers. And how are what are they like? How do they respond to any kind of suggestion? You know What appeals to them? What turns them off? And then you put a product into that. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know the customer first and their attitudes, how they feel about these things, no product will make you feel good about suggesting it because you're always going to worry about the response. Then, once you know the customer, you can pretty much talk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably will. This is a cream. It's really nice. I think you'd love it. Okay. I'll get (laughs) it.
0: (laughs)
1: Me. 100%. Okay. And in your time as an esthetician, you've been one for 37 years.
2: Thirty eight now. Thirty eight.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you seen certain shifts in in spas in general, aside from fads and skincare? Have you seen spas kind of shift how they work?
2: I have. Um, you know, for many years I was a spa consultant, yeah. and a, and really for startups. And then later it shifted to uh, what we call turnaround because, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of them who had gone to other consultants, these spas were failing, right. and. Um, they were sold a dream but not sold a business mm-hmm. and then my job would go in and show them what, what it was about the dream that's not going to keep this thing going right why it's a nightmare now but what I've seen <clears throat> primarily with spas is the big day spa opening wave is long gone and now what we're looking at is primarily your big resort spas some smaller day spas that have, that have managed to succeed while so many have failed but really it comes down to specialization, I find, you know, even even with the day spa that I had for many years, when we examined our customers and we had all these packages and things, you know, and that was mm-hmm. all great. But when we actually looked at the typical behavior of a customer, we found that most clients were in there an hour and a half for a single service. Yeah. But we were built for the opposite.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
2: you know, there we didn't really need to do that. But uh, in any event, that's what happened. But what I'm seeing, yeah, is more of a focus towards specialization, Uh you know, away from the water treatments, you know, the Vichy showers and all of those things. They take up a lot of space. Uh, They're very expensive. Mm -hmm. They don't make Mm -hmm. money. So really into high demand uh, uh, treatments, Uh, I'm certainly seeing a trend away from makeup sales in a lot of the spas. It's just kind of not how it Mm -hmm. is. In fact, I cleared out. Except for foundations, I cleared out my makeup stocks just a few weeks ago. Hmm. I don't have the customer for it anymore. Yeah, and you know, I'm kind of older, right? So I'm not yeah. I'm not the authority that millennials want to hear from. Not for that, anyway. And um, but also uh, also in terms of just what um, people are looking for. So yeah, so the esthetician kind of learns as they go. But he, but the thing is, I've been now what, through three at least three generations of customers. And when I first started doing skin, every woman that came into the spa for a facial with me had full-on makeup. Hmm. We took it off and we put it back on when they left. Wow. We did that for every single woman who wanted it, F- free free of charge. We sold a lot of makeup, too. But today, the, you know, they've yeah. got some mascara on, maybe yeah. some eyeliner, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe a little bit of powder. That's it. It's a hell of a lot easier to, to, <laughs> to do these treatments sure. when you're not excavating first, right? Right. <laughs> and yeah. repainting. But, um, so I, I see a trend more towards, um, uh, uh towards r- real comprehensive programs. Yeah. Kind of, you know, certainly natural ingredients, but again, me as a business person, I don't follow trends. So for example, uh, a lot of spas will or some spa owners, estheticians say, well, I want all natural products or mm-hmm. I want vegan products mm-hmm. or, you know, they, they want to do everything with CBD oils now mm-hmm. and all of this, you know, that in the, in the, eight years since I started my practice back. And I mean, we're in Silicon Valley here, right? These are sophisticated customers awash in money. Not one single person has ever asked me if I had uh, uh, holistic or um, uh, all natural products. None, zero. None of them have even asked me if there was any parabens in there. None, none of them. And so it's not that they wouldn't go for it. But I let the demand tell me what to do. And there is no request for that. Hmm. Or men's products. Talk about, you know, waste. And so, you know, because my products are neutral looking. So they'll appeal to male or female, you know, uh, um, know, or child. But um, so there's there's a lot of talk about trends and things. But what I find is that there's also the giant, what I call the giant middle, which is what most people do. And that's more than enough to keep you busy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you have an opinion on people starting their career as an esthetician from home?
2: Uh, you know, I, I think in Canada, mm-hmm. <laughs> like two thirds of the estheticians work from home. Oh. It's really, really common up there. Yeah. Uh, it's more common here uh, than it used to be. Um, I, I I would have to leave that up to the individual. I personally would not want to work out home. I wouldn't either. Uh, I and I and I don't want to see kids' toys, and I don't want to hear the dog bark, and I don't want to see the husband's truck in the driveway and things like that. Right? I mean, yeah. I I have an elegant business, right? And I charge top dollar, and I I want my environment to reflect that. So a lot of times people think, well, I can save on rent, right? Yeah. Well, a thousand bucks, you know, yeah. so what? Right. My my. my feeling is that, look, make it your goal to have a really wonderful kind of place and then price accordingly. Yeah. Right? I price for what I want. Right. And so, sure, I could could move this into a spare room or something. You know, I'd lose some business, get some others, but it's, I, I think it's I think it's a really an individual matter, but I wouldn't want to do it.
1: Yeah, I like that separation from mm-hmm. work myself. For Plus,
2: sure. it's nice to go home and not yeah, look at your home and
1: go home and not look at your treatment room. From work. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and my last question here is: Over all your years doing treatments, do you think there are certain elements of a series that make it successful?
2: Does that make sense? Um, maybe you could clarify that a little bit more.
1: Do you think there's like certain phases estheticians should implement to kind of create a successful
2: treatment? A treatment? You mean like a facial treatment? Exactly, yeah. Mm, well, just
1: achieving the results you want in the end. I,
2: I, I think in the very beginning, you just it's just experimentation. Really, it was for me and it is for most of us. Really, when you look at, uh, at, at uh, customers who have had problems with aestheticians, mm-hmm. it's oftentimes people who have either been in the business too long and they're jaded and they don't care that much anymore, or the new ones who are experimenting with tools and, and ingredients that they just aren't that familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to learn all these different skin types, right? And then all the influences of the skin, and then the, then the hormonal changes, and then the seasonal effect, you know, effects that come and go. It's a vast, vast amount. Of of of, um, of chemistry, that's you yeah. know that's interacting here and at play right. uh, that that um, uh, that 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 are, uh, that are going to uh, help educate us about what's the proper thing to do. But it's it's good to start simple. Uh, I say you know avoid the the, the really experimental stuff. You know mm-hmm. don't start doing heavy peels you know mm-hmm. too early. Mm-hmm. The, the aesthetics business is actually really simple. And if you think about a facial, a facial is just not that much, you know, a single treatment. You're not going to transform anybody right. unless, you know, they, they break out like a 13-year-old after your treatments, right? <laughs> uh, or you burn them or something like that. But, you know, the, the improving the skin is a very gradual process. And again, it's a, it's a partnership. It's us and the customer. But, but I want to, here's a point I want to emphasize, and, this, and if anything has a, kind of troubled me over the years, it's this. And I'm going to go back to the manufacturer and also kind of the egotism of the professional in this. One of the things that I've seen being uh, belittled over the years is the idea of a relaxing or Um, a a, a fluff and buff or a foo-foo facial as not being a legitimate thing for an esthetician to do. They're like, oh, well, if you want to do that, okay, fine. But I am a a therapist and I get results. Um, When you, again, when you experiment and you talk to people, one of the number one benefits of a facial treatment, aside from acne, is relaxation. It is still number one. The number one thing they re- remember, and mm-hmm. here's how I do this: I ask people, and forget asking estheticians because they're too biased. But if you ask a customer to say, "Okay," and this, you can do this right in your own consultation. So let's say that we're having our first consult, and I would say to you, Tess, have you ever had a professional facial treatment in the past?
1: Yes. So you're going to be
2: miss a, a, miss a, average woman, okay? Okay. not a pro, because oh. pros go and get a facial and they study it. Okay. Okay, no, our clients just lay down. Right Right. and let go. I would say, okay, and you've had a facial treatment that you really enjoyed. Yes. Okay, great. What do you recall about it most?
1: Yeah, you're right. The relaxation aspect.
2: The relaxation aspect. It's the first thing almost always. They never mention the technology.
1: Yeah, and that was what made me want to become an esthetician. I'll never forget my first facial.
2: So, if you want to succeed, what should be your number one focus?
1: relaxation relaxation
2: because it is the primary benefit remember what a customer remembers most is what got them back and if you try to lead them away from that through your brilliant technology and all of this you're going to fail that you're going Mm -hmm. to fail that it's not that they don't care Mm -hmm. it's just that i focus on that client's overall well-being so if you're Mm -hmm. not really focused on anti-stressing that customer You don't know what you're doing because that is more aging than anything else. Just the cortisol pumping in that person, right, is aging them. And 15 minutes of of enforced relaxation has a huge impact on the central nervous system, the hormone, the hormone production, and 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 uh, and the cardiovascular system. I mean, that's where it's at. Yeah. And the better a client feels, the more likely they're going to take care of themselves outside. So. You know, when you when you really break this thing down into what's important, what the esthetician thinks doesn't matter. It's what the customer thinks, but we're asking the wrong questions. We have to find out where the genesis is of desire, desiring to come in and have a treatment and the perceived payoff. And sure, they want to look younger and all these things, but remember, what's the number one thing that you remember that you enjoyed? And that's the first thing I emphasize in my work, and everything else follows in line.
1: And so, as far as relaxation, what do you think? Like, the music, the environment, your voice, are there...
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I have this perfect little quiet environment here. And in fact, uh, Kathy over here, she was uh, she was helping me the other day, and one of my clients went in the treatment room, and the door was closed. And I didn't go in there for a few minutes. And she said, don't you think you need to go in there? And I looked at her, and I said, I know
0: what I'm doing. <laughs>
2: and, and so... I walk in, right, after a few minutes, and they're almost out. Yeah. So I give that client a few minutes alone in there. Mm. And, that, and as you know, that table is super comfortable. Mm-hmm. That room is beautiful. The music's nice. The scent's good. And they start letting go. And I want to, I want to pick it up when they're at that point where they're starting to zen, to zen out, right? That's, that's genius, yeah. It, so that gets the mood started. Yeah. And then I come in, and according to the personality of the client, because, oh, my clients, you know, I'm really talking about you know, And this, you just do that, too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them just are like, oh, my God, I couldn't wait to come here. And you just keep that momentum going in that space, right? And then doing your work, uh, and you do everything you need to do. But it, And then, of course, at the end of my treatments, I don't know if I did it with you, but I have my Tibetan bell that I use oh, at the end. Okay. I'll do that with you today.
1: Okay.
2: And it's the last thing because there's this weird moment. And and Lauren, you probably know this professionally, where the facial mm-hmm. is over, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of clunky. It's like, okay, well, it's, <laughs> that, that's it, right? And you set the client up or sure. walk out of the room. Sure. And I've always hated that. Me too. Yeah. So I came up with this, this little thing I do, mm-hmm. which is like the perfect finish. So when my clients finish, I don't do this as my acne clients. That's why you haven't experienced yeah. it. But with the but with all my anti-aging clients, I, I tell them, okay, only the first time and then after that, they expect it. I said, I like to conclude my treatments with a moment of Zen. Mm-hmm. So I said, take a deep breath mm-hmm. and exhale fully. And they do. And I had this eight inch 300 year old Tibetan singing bowl. And I use a, I use a soft mallet on it and I ring it. And I hold it to their right ear and then carry it to the left ear. And then I go back and I do that again, right ear to the left. And then I hold it over their forehead and ring it again. And I hold it there until it, it ceases to vibrate. And I put it away. You wow. cannot believe how fabulous that is. And then I get up and <laughs> I say, I'll see you outside.
0: Ooh. It's the
2: perfect segue. I so love sweet. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just really elegant, and yeah. it's cheap. Right, right. <laughs> Those bells never wear out.
1: Yeah, well, it's a nice signifier that. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah it's You're just good. thinking it through. Yeah. Is really,
1: really. Yeah, thing. being intentional.
2: Mm-hmm. But that last moment, boy, you know they come back just for that.
1: Yeah, it has a lot of. Um, I don't know. It sticks with people. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why Lauren and I do this yeah. stuff with us. It's so, a great
2: career, isn't it?
1: It really is. And I really
2: wish I that that more men would enter it. It's still uh-huh. it's still just unknown mostly to the male world. You know, yeah. they're in hair and makeup but and, and body therapy, but you know, they're it they just don't realize what a great career this is. You know. I mean if yeah. if bikini waxes is your goal, I don't think <laughs> you're gonna do very well. But yeah. uh but it is a fantastic career for a man. And, but even when I own my own spa, I only had one applicant at a Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of over the years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, gender roles and people, guys are intimidated and they're not reading the same blogs we are. So, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I know some and yeah. some are friends of mine, but yeah, yeah. They're, they're very uncommon. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why you're, you're a gem. Hey. Hey. <laughs>
1: Okay, well that's all my questions, Lauren. Do you No, have
0: this else? has been so great. I honestly just enjoyed listening. <laughs> and, you know,
1: I know. I can't wait yeah, for you.
0: I mean, there all goes. of your years of experience, Douglas, is it's so awesome to be able to chat with you and to learn. Just, you know, you've seen so much of the industry that, that we haven't yet. So I think that I really appreciated you coming on and chatting
2: with us. So thank you. Well, it's an honor, so thank you for having me.
1: Do you want to shout out your website or any resource people can find you at?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, it depends on what you're looking for. Okay. Uh, I have a, a host of educational materials for estheticians, which are, uh, which are PowerPoint programs, a voiceover. I have training videos in sales, client consultations, so forth. Um, lots of great tools out there. Uh, my book, um, An Esthetician's Guide to Building a Successful Skincare Career. And all of these are available on uh, theinspiredesthetician.com. So yes. that's theinspiredesthetician.com. And you'll see my coaching program, but also uh, if you go to the store, you'll see all of the educational products. Uh, if you're interested in my uh, extractor, I, I think it's on the Inspired Esthetician. If it isn't, I'll move it there. But you can also look for, uh, look for it. And I think I, I think I added it recently. Um, but but if you also would like to just visit my, uh, my studio here in Los Gatos uh, or have professional questions, you can, you can um, uh, look, at, uh, look at that at, um, uh, at PrestonSkinCenter.com or write me at um, Douglas at PrestonSkinCenter.com. I'd be happy to talk with you.
1: Perfect. That's great. I'm sure some people will love to send you a message. And we'll put your, we'll put your website in the show notes so they can just find you there. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much
0: for coming on. It's been fun. Okay. Bye. Bye, Thank you.